time to sound exactly like Joe Rogan with none of the repression or, or angry politics. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier when you're a white guy with a podcast. I've always thought, maybe I'm not censored, but I certainly have done a pretty good job with our listenership. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you? Scale of one to how puckered up as I went into the Rogan. Where you at? You know, it's typical for a white person to bring up white people oppressing other white people. We, it's tough out here, you know? Mm. It's like, mm. what do I do with my day when I'm not being uh, harassed by the police or systematically I guess what against? I'm saying, Kevin, is you wouldn't even allow me the ability to criticize Rogan uh, on this show. But that's okay. I mean, I'm glad that you're <laughs> speaking for me. I think it's... Really nice of you, and I'm glad that as an ally, you somehow know more than me. But <laughs> listen, what I want to say about Joe Rogan this week is it's not often I get a note from my best friend that says, hey, Raph, what's Joe Rogan's deal? And I go, how much time do you have? And he goes, well, do you like him or do you not? And I go, it's complicated. I do like him, but I also understand sometimes He's not the best. So it, it is a very complicated dynamic that we have. I, of course, I think the good outweighs the bad. I don't know. We've just been calling him Jopra since the <laughs> meme. Before then, we've been clear on where we stand on this. You've and been yet, on this corner for a, for a long time. And whenever I say it, people are like, that's hilarious. Like It's my friend Rapstick <laughs> that he's Oprah for white guys. And we don't know why. They just connect with them, especially if they're angry in traffic ages 24 to 38. They love him. Mm-hmm. What's the demo? Is it 24 and to 45? God bless him, Kev. <laughs> What's the, it's, mm-hmm. Obviously, we're referencing his most recent blunder, but if you've listened to this podcast, we, we love Joe Rogan. He's a comedian. We also hate Joe Rogan. He's a comedian and kind of a little out of touch, probably around... Raph, what dollar amount do you think you'd get out of touch? I don't know. You pay me another 20 bucks for this show, and I might start getting Bill Burr on you. (laughs) I can just tell you that I think what ends up happening is when you see two people that you like, Lake Chappelle and Joe Rogan, and they get in a podcast studio that costs a lot of money, and then they go, you know what feels really bad about this society? political correctness and then you realize wait these are supposed to be the evermen who are getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars and they're just like man it just sucks it's hard to be a comedian i go i don't give a fuck it it isn't for you two right i mean (laughs) money wise so joe rogan got paid a hundred million dollars for his last contract that was it was it was noticeable it was in it was very well documented. That's just his Spotify contract to talk mm-hmm. and have the world's largest international platform. They're a Swedish company, I think. So good for him. Ikea, like, for music and podcast. Then Dave Chappelle, whom love, has one of the largest comedy deals in money history with Netflix. He, it's, he jokes that it's not Kevin Hart money. It is when you do seven shows for them. He's making a lot of money. I just uh, was surprised to hear. I was a little surprised to hear Chappelle like not 
Be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But they're friends. They go way back. In that, I wonder. It was like a forty million dollar mansion, whatever he's living in, but it's an expensive property. I wonder if you go into a different vortex when you go into that studio, because I know at first it would look like the inside of a roaster's oven, like you know that you're going to get a turkey at the end of it, and I think that was the joke that they were saying with the lighting that they have. It kind of does look like you're waiting on a pizza. Shit, I hadn't thought about that. I'm gonna reflect. You go Since on. Since then, I think they've, I think they've made some adjustments. However, um, to the last of my recollection, Dave Chappelle was paid twenty million dollars for some shit he had in a vault. Not even like oh, a new comedy right. special. Netflix said, hey, we're going to give you $20 million. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. You want to take these tapes that I had from a couple of years ago? And they go, ah, are they done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Here's some $20 million for you. Then it went very successfully. I thought it was okay. And people loved it because they love seeing Dave. And that's great. I think you should love to see Dave if you want to. But then when him and Joe Rogan come together after another $20 million or so deals between the two of them, when you see – Chappelle's saying, like, yeah, it's just hard, man. It's just this culture is so different. It's so difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's just hard telling jokes and making people laugh. All I could think of is I cannot relate to this. All and I if could... I can relate to this, it's probably because I want to say the N-word out loud. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to sign up for what you uh... – You don't have to say any part of that. I'm just thinking <laughs> as a person – who's sitting down and thinking like, oh, man, they're right. I just can't say the words I want to. It's like, well, Sorry, just, maybe uh, you shouldn't say something. Fair. I just, you, you had texted, you were like, how often do you worry about the mob coming to you? I was like, never. And because there's no theoretical mob, there's all this shit you've said, shit you haven't said and things like that. But the Rogan stuff in particular to me was, you all are making... I don't know how much money to have a conversation right now. Throw an open mic. Like, travel around and, okay, go find funny (laughs) people and give them a voice. There's a lot of fucking people out there that are extremely funny. And you know what's difficult? When you two sit for three and a half hours on your asses and talk about how comedy's dead. Well, you fucking killed it with $100 million deals. Because what happens is, and I thought about my number, Raph. I think mm. like around three million. I'm not going to be very funny. I just can't imagine what I would do next. By fifty million, you need to know as a friend. You should be concerned about a cocaine habit I might catch on. I just want you to be preemptive. If something like that happened, I'm going to want you to help out. Third con. <laughs> The pro the podcast would get edited faster, so I don't know like how much cocaine are we talking? Are we talking Aaron Sorkin in year two of the West Wing, where the quality's high, and yet at the same point, I mean he's getting his work done. I like producer Raph's always thinking first. He's like, you know, how did we make our millions? Are we producing a variety show on HBO? And I kind of need you to pump out a script because <laughs> blow a line, Kevin. Beat around the have a good time tonight. Fair. This is on the list of like awesome things that have happened in uh 2021 so far i love that you sent me something about 
Stan Van Gundy, which is the only reason I'm allowed to talk about this. It ventured into NBA MMA. When Stan Van Gundy is tweeting, Joe Rogan needs to figure it out. It's like, what the fuck happened last night? What is going on? Well, I don't listen to his show. I don't have that many hours in my life, day or a week. I mean, God, I'm impressed. When somebody's like, did you see hour 2.7 of Rogan the other day? It's like, I did not. <laughs> and, no. you know, I guess I haven't learned Italian in that time, but I could. Oh, wow. I was just amazed that you had Van Gundy in the same sentence as Joe Rogan. And when the streams start to cross a little bit too much, I get a little worried. But then I say, you know, this is really what Kevin is willing into the world. You have been pushing for the NBA to become more ingrained into our culture to the point where, yeah, he's got to take on Joe Rogan. And I got to tell you, did not think he would 10 years ago. <laughs> I guess I don't give a fuck what Sam Van Gundy thinks either. Is it okay to be equally okay with both? It's like, yes. I don't want to yes. hear, well, what the fuck did Rogan say? Well, what fucking Stan Van Gundy? I hate this. I hate what we've become. I'm ready for a vacation. I was pretty excited about that because I wanted to see which one outraged you more. Like, what? It took me... Several minutes to process the whole thing. I was like, well, what happened? Well, and then I was like, well, Raf's sending it to me as a test. I got to figure it out on my own. (laughs) Something was said, presumably on his podcast. Was it? uh, Yeah, probably. And I don't care. He's fine. I mean, it's also as upset as people got. It's like, it's not the fifth craziest shit Joe Rogan has said in May. Like the guy talks a lot yeah. and says some pretty outlandish shit. If you've ever done the deep dive. So I'll refer back to my bros. Have you listened to the whole thing? It's pretty brutal. Raph, what happened this weekend? Submission underground. Submission underground happened and there were some great moments. Kevin tag team jujitsu has continued to thrive. This is the format it belongs. It's back again? It's back. So it's now co-main event status. We were so ahead of our time on this subject. We've been right since. We've been right about the team shit. We said it early on in jiu-jitsu. We're like, what happened to you guys? Pride had this right. Tag team jiu-jitsu. Go on. Uh, and it was it was a little bit less of a farce than maybe the one that we saw a couple times ago. Um, it was a little bit more interesting than the previous one. It, it definitely made you sit there and think, okay, I see why this is a thing now. It's taken us this long to get it right for Submission Underground, but it looks phenomenal. And congratulations to our friend Anthony Burchak, who is now a co-tag team champion in the realm of Submission Underground. Uh, him and his tag team partner had an effective strategy against uh, Chris Lencioni. And uh, it's, I mean, it was very fun to watch. So, tell you this, though. The reason I want to bring this up, and not just because our good friend, Richie Boogeyman Martinez, hit somebody with a variation of like a rock bottom and a choke slam in which I was very proud. 
But Kev, would you like to know how Carlos Condit did against Jake Ellenberger? What? Oh, a lot of cognitive dissonance there. How'd he do? What if I were to tell you that Carlos Condit ended up winning via heel hook? No shit. All that time in the Danaher Death Squad basement, baby. Wait, Coyotera Death Squad. Anyway, fuck yeah. What kind of heel hook? Inside? Outside? Ashigari? What do you do? So memory does not serve me right because I just was very loosely paying attention to it. If I remember correctly, it's an outside heel hook. But what I can tell you, it might be inside now I'm thinking about it. Anyway, he got a heel hook. That's the important thing. We should also give credit to our friend Nate Harris because he is part of Dark Haven Studio, which is the 10th planet region in which Carlos Condit has been training recently. So I wouldn't say it's 100% because of Nate Harris and his group of merry bandits out that way. Uh, But what if it is? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know I'm in on tag team jiu-jitsu, and I'm still waiting for the Meows versus the Mendez brothers. Well, it seems like now they're making it a thing where they say, okay, well, if this person is interested in doing tag team jiu-jitsu, you know, chill during the broadcast, because watching it time shift, I didn't watch it live. I didn't do a fight companion because I'm still getting the studio space ready. So everybody chill. It'll be a little bit, but not too long. And the weird part was I heard every bit of jail talking on this one. And at one point he professed missing Craig Jones. Don't Just kind of said, he's like, you know, you know who I miss Craig Jones. Okay. We need to get him back here. He's under contract. And I'm like, well, fix it i guess dude he's doing the ultimate fighter i don't know what else to tell you you're the one that made the contracts but i can also tell you this our good friend mason fowler also ended up defending against the very game kyle chambers got a submission quieting the haters there was some drama between i think it was adam smith and benji um oh god i'm so sorry uh, silva they are i'm hearing the likely get a rematch is what's going to happen but it got to the point where benji is teammates with mason fowler and mason at the end of the night they said all right mason there's going to be an eight-man tournament to figure out who your next competition is going to be so you get the next event off and mason goes well dude i'll take on that guy who was up against uh, my training partner and just make an easy paycheck and uh chill very quickly squashed that and was like, yeah, we're not going to do that, dude, because you're our champion and you're going (laughs) on the bottom of the car to just beat up somebody who is your friend (laughs) for your friend. So I dig it. Give him the business. I know. I know. It's really. (laughs) So there's that uh, nice shout out to uh, Raquel Canuto, who is phenomenal at that event end up getting a very nice guillotine. And uh, again, I know we mentioned Richie Boogeyman Martinez. That was really fun to see. He was focused, man. It was good to see him out there. But Carlos Condit getting a heel hook. All I could think of was, I can't wait to get that tattoo show and tell you. 
No, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's what I was thinking. I need to get Conda tattooed right next to Mahomes on my back, like a Kevin Mount Rushmore, <laughs> like a Kevin Moore. I'll work on it. Kevin Mount Rushmore is probably the the photo placard that should be the episode. But I don't want to take the time to actually Photoshop that. Like, no one's a Photoshop queen here. We do our best. We try, but work with us. <laughs> just we don't have the time, you dicks. That's why sometimes when I look at it, I go, "Good enough." If I see it super pixelated out of time, I go, "You know what? Memes going up. I'm not even caring anymore." We're all doing our best, or forty percent. Well, Shut up. You know. Sorry. Kev, in other news, though, we um, we had a UFC this weekend, too, and I did catch a little bit of the tail end of that one as well. <laughs> the only reason I know is because of something I'm going to call sad Garbrandt face. I would not have known there was a UFC card. I would not have known Carla Esparza got into a bloody match that she won because her last name is Esparza, and you pass, that, it's just a thing. But I did see sad Cody Garbrandt being like, you know, I lost. Uh, you're like, ooh, that neck tattoo doesn't look good on someone who lost. And he had that full beard. He let that thing grow out as if he was training over in Kazakhstan or Dagestan. And, uh, man, people were saying they're like, ooh, that beard. Hmm, I think his wrestling's gotten better. Bad news for everybody. Rob Font's jab. The italicized. Mm-hmm. It is dangerous, Kevin. He was definitely being problematic for Cody in so many reads where he was cutting wonderful angles, but then he was making it so problematic. And I know that they want to talk about Cody as a more mature fighter, but he was making it so problematic that Cody looked like he did not want to fight. And later on, in a post presser, he was saying that he was really fighting himself out there. And I understand that. And he was very, very nice in complimenting Rob Font. But if you go back and watch that fight, I understand you might be battling something in that cage. Rob Font made him look like, hey, man, I don't want to do this. This looks not fun to be a part of. And you saw Cody, who is a person who has been known in the past to just brawl kind of step back and he was disengaging. So in that respect, I thought, man, I'm glad he made it out. Okay. But it was a tough one, Kev. I am always, every time Rob Font wins, you know, I feel, I go back to the days where we were making like times new Roman jokes. We're like, what's his nickname going to be? Well, it's tough. Cause he's a man of many italics. So it became difficult as it always is, but I also didn't know it was, <laughs> I didn't know there was a UFC. When was it? Saturday? Friday? It was, it was Saturday, Kevin. And, um, I'm looking at the card a now. Little more... Okay. You've got Nerdin Abiki, Ronderos, mm-hmm. Ismaglov, Alves, Dvork, Colaballo. This is a real name, name cluster. Rothwell. Gets a win. McGee. Um, Taffa versus Vandera. I'm in. Mm-hmm. This was a barn burner. 
This was one of those Perhaps. contractually mandated cards. <laughs> this is one that from the pandemic days we go, nah, you can take this one back. Um, you can have this one. What do I say about this one? I mean, it was fine. It was. I'm glad I didn't do a fight companion for this this weekend. I'll say that much. And I am listening to people on the commentary when I am off. And it usually is grading to the ears. But I will tell you this. There's not a bad chemistry between Felder and Bisping. And I think his name's Kennedy. His name escapes me. Could be Phelps. I don't know. Those three were quasi-tolerable. And I say that with a lot of hesitancy because I wouldn't call it good. I would call it more tolerable than especially being hand-given the Daniel Cormier and, and yes, even the Dom Cruz, who I understand I, I am fine with while other people do not enjoy. And I do notice this. The biggest criticism that they do have and this is one that you'll see from people who grip onto one thing and hold on to that forever, which just goes to show you how tough these gigs can be. Is they go, oh man, I still remember Dom Cruz as saying, Khabib is punching McGregor and McGregor just is letting him do that just so he can waste his energy and burn through it. And I go, dude, that was like three or four years now at this point. Do you have any other Dom Cruz criticism? Because there's plenty, but is that the one you're holding on to? Anyway, there was news on the broadcast front as well. Because over the weekend... No way. What, what was the news? There, Go watch something interesting? Oh. The PGA Tour is going on? <laughs> Phil Mickelson, the NBA playoffs? Or was it, no, 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 you got to see what's going on between Ramos and Algeo? There's something about perspective when you say the NBA playoffs versus one of the UFC's eh, cards. But uh, Paul Felder announced that he is retiring this weekend in very nondiscreet fashion. He did it maybe about the middle of the main card and uh, they let him have the floor and he explained that he just didn't have that spark ever really since New Zealand to really want to fight anymore and he said he was sorry for holding up the division but that he will continue on as a broadcaster and you know it was it was nice it was a good little moment they had a nice little video package for him they were saying well wishes michael bisping at the end of it to cut the ice like basically was bitching that the attention was off him you know they did as well as they could do on that sort of a thing but if you're asking Raph, what's one of the most memorable things from that night? I'll tell you, okay, Carlos Barza being dominant. That was pretty good. Rob Font's jab, which I seriously did think about buying as a website. I don't know what I would do with it, but sometimes I just think of things that I go, yeah, I would buy that as a website. I don't know what I really need it for, but maybe I should look into it. Oh, it's available. Duh. No shit. Two and three, Paul Felder retiring. And the rest was fine. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> I, when do we be nice versus when do I tell you Paul Felder's was still fighting? Was I supposed to know that? <laughs> just, 
I was really hoping when you said he retired, he was, I was like, from the broadcast booth? Thank God. <laughs> Get out of there, you smiling, happy jackass. He's always like, I'm going to love it. This is great. That was the best performance I've ever seen. And it's like, from who? He's retiring to focus officially on ruining my UFC in between coverage. Ouch. Here's what I'm going to pitch to you, because hearing you describe it like this opened my eyes. Maybe we just need to send our UFC commentators to other sports and pick up some of them into our sport. Because I will say, some of the other broadcasters who are way more professional in other sports would not come to our sport and pretend to know shit that they didn't. And I think that is a key missing feature of what we are currently having. I want Alex Rodriguez. He cracks me up. I want him and Phil Mickelson and the British guy and the lady that do golf. I don't know any of the golf announcer's name, but there's the British guy, the lady rock. She's always like preaching the course. And it's like, I don't know what she's talking about, but I get it now. Like this has an upslope that you have to account for. And the British guy's always like, oh, he bucketed it. <laughs> it's like, I love you. That would be awesome. <laughs> I think so she... You also realize... With how many, how much time she's put into studying golf, it would take her eight seconds to understand MMA. <laughs> her and Sue Storm, bring it over. Hannah Storm. <laughs> Hannah Storm. Tell me this, though. You wouldn't be more excited about those people coming to us, and you know that we're the higher end of the stick because we would get people who would at least know the names and it would at least do the honor of talking about matches during the matches. And as opposed to other sports where if we sent Paul Felder, I just immediately thought of sending him to golf and doing the Kevin Phillips version of this is the most amazing putt I've ever seen. And someone having to say in his ear, shut the fuck up and just whisper like this. This is what we do in golf. We do not scream. That's not golf. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Kev, can I also tell you, I think maybe the hardest part of my weekend? Sure. So the old man wanted to take us to go out to a restaurant for the first time. And uh, let's say 15 months. And he likes what he likes. So I don't know what even exists near my old home, my hometown anymore, because so many things have changed. And especially with COVID, I know some things have gone out of business. So when we were going, there was a two hour wait and he was not a fan of that. And I felt terrible for him. But the real devastating thing is, even as I was suggesting other places to go eat, I said, well, how about this place? He goes, nah, place closed. I go, oh. Well, that got sad for another reason. I like that place. Is that as we were waiting for our takeout food to take back to the house, my dad had taped golf and wanted zero spoilers. So as a joke, oh, I shit. him. You had to go have you had to have respect the pause lunch with your dad about mm-hmm. his favorite sport. Yeah, and I have to tell you, I definitely got a news alert on my phone that let me know who won. 
And I looked at him and I said, do you want me to tell you? And my dad does not raise his voice at me. But there was a very clear, do not tell me. <laughs> I, just, I knew because I said, man, I think he's going to like who won. But I don't know. I don't really know if he likes anybody. I just think he watches it just to see what happens. Or is a momentary break between all the law and orders. I know for sure that he was dead set about this now here's an interesting thing that i don't understand and maybe you can tell me how you feel about this as a golf watcher but i asked him you know dad the paramount plus they're gonna have golf coverage on their thing it's a cbs thing are you gonna get that no really it said and golf and i thought you get everything golf he's like i'm paying for that no fuck that are you going to pay for the paramount plus for the extra golf I'll tell you why I'm going to pay for Paramount Plus. I don't know that it answers both questions. I didn't know about the golf thing. I do know about a show called Seal Team I'm in love with, starring David Boreanaz. And I saw that they got renewed for a season on Paramount as opposed to CBS, so I will be uh, upping that. But the season finale will still be obviously airing on CBS per my DVR, so. How do you have the time for that show? How do you have the time for that show when it is CBS, the secret to their formula is, does this old person have a pulse? No? Well, they're watching CBS. We'll count it. And then it's Ken, who happens to be going, ooh, the SEAL team. Mm, Tell me more about this. Mm." I mean, it could be any of the Chicago series. Things could be worse. First of all, don't you ever speak ill of the dick wolf kevin do you understand (laughs) dick wolf this just happened a week and a half ago dick wolf has three hours of pride time for three nights in a row on two different networks it is tuesday night the fbi's on cbs wednesday night the chicago's for three hours and the law and orders for three hours on Thursday. I've never heard someone so succinctly explain what's wrong with television. But that was really good, Rap. That was awesome. You nailed it. So much money. The Chicago shit is ridiculous. Who's all this Chicago content for? Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago DMV. That one sucks. Chicago Pool and Safety Administration. (laughs) Chicago Fire. It's great. Well, okay, I hear what you're saying, but what if I bring it all the way back around and they run out of shit to make Chicago, but then they actually go to Chicago Parks and Recreation and then they just reboot it within that universe now? What if you and I get to write Chicago Waste Management? Half of them are in a mafia, the other half are just lazy fuckfaces. Either way, it's going to be a laugh riot. Probably, probably than most of the things that were pitched this fall on network. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about Chicago trash department. It starts with a funny scene where I'm eating this really complicated thing of poutine. <laughs> you yell at me from outside. What are you eating in the truck for? And I'm like, fuck off. I'm hungry. <laughs> and then you're like, well, we got to go. I'm like, oh shit. I said it in the seat of the truck. You get in, not looking, sit on it. We look at each other and everybody laughs. Smash cut. The New York. Chicago. Waste management. Boom. 
the New York Times says they didn't need to do accents, but they did. <laughs> Several of them within a single episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll let people know. Uh, about our show Chicago lifeguards coming this spring for four episodes only on Paramount minus look for it. Well, Kevin, I would tell you this. I'm glad that you're going to get the Paramount plus. I don't know what golf you're getting. I just know golf because whenever you see the thing, it goes and golf, which I think is a really shitty way of promoting it. I think it works for people like my dad, or at least I thought it would. But to hear him say a very clear now, and then I go, well, okay. <laughs> can I, I think pitch, the other thing that made me laugh is, go ahead, go ahead. Can I pitch a golf UFC hybrid situation? I thought about okay, this with okay. how mind-numbingly boring the UFC coverage is really. How cool would it be if they had, the NBA has been talking about this, doing mid-season tournaments and playing tournaments. We've always yes. been trying to get them to do tournaments. It would be cool if they had like four things a year that fighters wanted to win. Like a certain mm-hmm. gladiator cup or a samurai cup. Yeah. Samurai cups in Japan, right? You can only compete by winning these this amount of fights in two years. It's a super simple system that you can qualify people for, not unlike the PGA. They'd be like, oh, great. Tonight we're going to get to see, you know, Cody Garbrandt versus Rob Font. <laughs> but you'd you'd have to have certain things like Rob font won three fights out of three to get here. And Cody Garbrandt had two knockouts and one decision loss, right? Whatever it is that gets them into the samurai cup, they get like whatever, something there's a whole, whatever it'd be cool. Cause you're in Japan. It's all quiet. It's pride based. Boom. Now we're headed to Brazil where it's the grappling cup to qualify. You have to have had three submission victories, whatever it is. There's ways to do this where it's at least kind of fun, but there's there would have to be some reason to. I just can't imagine the fighters would say no because they don't get paid anyway. That was a lot more detailed than I thought it was going to be. I thought you just had a pronounced end to it, but I like your vision. I was pretty drunk watching I like the your championship on Sunday. I had a chance to connect. <laughs> I mean, Samurai Cup does sound a lot of fun. I think the hard part is, I think Submission Underground is supposed to be one of those things that they're supposed to go do on the side. Uh, it would be nice if more of them do it. I will tell you this. One thing that was nice to hear Chill say was, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Is he going to fight? I think he is. But he's going to come back here. He's got another three, four years of doing Grappling competition, at least. So I guarantee you're going to see him back here a lot. Let's go to the next match. And I swear to God, I want to see the feed that he's looking at when he is stalling. Because that stall that he is doing has nothing to do with grappling. It is always about the fights that just happened. I wonder how people watch that in time-shifted viewing. I legitimately wonder how people watch that in the future when they are six, seven months and they go, who fought yesterday? I don't know. It's chill. I don't know who these people are. And they fast forward it. I don't know how any of those metrics work. I just know that when he's talking about it, I go, oh, okay. So, Kevin, it is like they do have that thought. But I'm going to do you one further. I think that you just plug UFC fighters into different settings. I know the main idea is maybe putting him into like a ninja warrior sort of a thing, 
But I think they should take a page from NBC. Poor Hemplo. Do you like the Jonas Brothers? Sure. Okay, that's exactly the response I was looking for. This July, the Jonas Brothers are going to live out their dream, their lifelong dream, had they not been pop stars, to try out as Olympic athletes. Now, is that a real thing? Probably not. But we need to get people fucking excited about the Olympics. So get the Joe Bros out there and have them do some Olympic shit. I think you steal that idea, but do it with UFC stars. Put that on UFC Fight Pass. See what happens. Who throws the longest shot put? That's a good... Uh... Guarantee you're probably going to see one of the Joe Bros. Probably, what is it? There's a Kevin in there. Yeah, Kevin's probably going to fuck it up. There's at least one Jonas brother that's good at hurdles. Feels like one of them sucks at long jump. Raph, anything else before I go lie face down in a bed for six to seven hours? No, not at all. That, I think, covers essentially everything that's happened in combat sports. And maybe more than I was bargaining for. Because I didn't know we were going to have a cold 10 on Joe Rogan. But it just happened. It was organic. In the sense that yeah, he true. said something super hilarious about, I, I get his fear, like white guys are being silenced. It's like, okay, but you're not right. Like you're, you've never been louder. That's the only part for me. It's just, I would like to hear, you know, I'm, you know, I, it makes me nervous with white people being silenced. Not me, obviously, because I make a hundred million dollars to talk to you <laughs> for a living, but other people, right? It's like, sure. Could you name someone? Could you please be specific? Uh, Raph, that'll do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night, man. Good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is,